Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we are going to take a look at GameStop's earnings for quarter two, 2019. Like always, I have my buddies Bull Solo and Darth Bear ready to keep track to see how the company is doing. After earnings, GameStop went as slow as 15% and it ended the day in about negative 10% for the day. So let's get started. Like always, all the information I provided either comes from the company's website, investor's website, so from GameStop's investor's website. I also went to Seeking Alpha Transcript to get the earnings call transcript, and I also used the SEC website to pull out the 10Q report. So right off the bat, let's start off with revenue. So revenue for quarter two for GameStop was negative 32% per share. Um, and it was a miss by 10 cents. So this company was expected to lose money, but it was not expected to miss by that much. Revenue was 1.29 billion and it missed by 50 million. Um, that's actually not that huge of a miss in revenue, but regardless, this company saw a miss in earnings per share and it also saw a miss in revenue. So right off the bat, we are gonna give a point to Darth Bear. All right, so now we're gonna take a look at comparable sales. GameStop overall total global sales decreased by 14.3%, resulting in comparable store sales decreased by 11.6%. Those are huge numbers when we see comparable sales decrease. New hardware sales decreased by 41.1%. And the main reason they're talking about this, this decrease in hardware is because the new generation has been announced for launches in 2020 so obviously people are gonna wait now instead of are gonna wait for the next console instead of buying new consoles now new software sales decreased by 5.3 percent accessory sales decreased 9.5 percent pre-owned sales declined 17.5 percent digital 11.2 percent the only thing that saw an increase in sales was collectible sales so collectible sales are the companies the company if, if you guys have gone to GameStop they now started selling toys, well, collectibles, right? So action figures, puzzles, and anything, anything in that sense, um, the Funko Pops. So all this has been the only thing that has increased um, sales by 21.2%. Next, looking ahead, GameStop originally thought that comparable sales for the rest of the year was going to be somewhere between negative 10% to negative 5%. Now they're saying it's going to be in the low teens. So they're saying comparable sales are going to be less than what they already thought was going to be it. So that's definitely um, something to note. And for that, we're going to give another point to Darth Bear. It's definitely not looking good for GameStop, but let's see if Bull Solo can get us some points. So here are just some things to note. I just took out from, from the, uh, I think this was from the 10Q report. Here, we're going to take a look at net sales. Everything I have highlighted in red are, are the items that have decreased in total revenue. And we can see everything except collectibles. But collectibles makes up, right, if, if the total revenue is $1.2 billion, collectibles only made up $1.7 billion. That's a little over 10% of total revenue. 10% of total revenue comes from collectibles. So we can see this is, even though collectibles is increasing, it's not a huge percentage. It's 13.4% to be exact, right? They still, the big, the biggest part of GameStop sales are pre-owned value game, video game products, which make up 29%. 
new video game software, which make up 22%, new video game hardware, which make up 13%. So all the things are obviously video game related. So those three make up over 60% of the total company. Next, we're going to see the gross profit to see how the company is doing profit margin wise. And we can see everything in red again is things that have gone down. And again, everything with new video game, new video game hardware, software, and pre-owned and value video game products have gone down dramatically. If we take a look at gross profit, right? Gross profit for new video game hardware, we can see that almost 50% from 34.6 same time last year to $17 million this year. The only things that have been up have been video game software, video game accessories. It's actually pretty flatline. Digital is pretty flatline. Collectibles has seen a small $3 million increase in gross profit and others has been pretty much flatline. But again, collectibles is the thing that, the, that GameStop is trying to make it seem like collectibles is the future for the company. But even with double percent, double, double increase with double digit growth, the only the gross profit only grew by three million. So that's definitely not enough money um, for anything at all. And it's it's there it seems like they're trying to put too much faith in these collectibles, but not too much is going on in that gross profit. So things to note, we're gonna just keep looking at some of the some more of the revenue. This is revenue across across the world. Um, GameStop is in the United States, Canada, Australia, um, and Europe. And we can see the biggest buck of here is is America, United States makes up almost seventy percent of the total revenue. It's made up by United States, and that's why we see when United States takes a huge loss, it affects the overall business. Canada looks kind of flat. Australia, Australia looks pretty flat, and Europe also looks. They're they're all down by by a few million dollars, but you can see right here, United States. Is the one that's down by about two hundred million dollars, where everything else is about low teens. Where where it's down, Canada's down eleven million, Australia's down fifteen million, Europe is down about twenty million. Where United States is down about two hundred million dollars in in net sales compared to the same time last year. Some of things to note is GameStop is on track to close between eight hundred and eighty and two hundred underperforming stores globally. By the end of the year, uh, so they they made up they they made some rules that if if their if stores on, is underperforming they're gonna close it and they continue to they will continue to see more closures of stores for the next twelve to twenty four months and they did say that they put some form of some form of criteria that have to be met and if they don't meet these criteria the store has to close and this is where they see the closure of the future store closures coming from. They do believe these actions will significantly add to the profit improvements. I mean, I hope so. If a company is closing on their performing stores, we are expected to see an increase in profit improvement. It only makes sense, right? They're also attempt to significantly improve inventory management. So one of the things, one of the one we're gonna see later on that GameStop is trying to improve the overall business for cost managing. And one of the best ways to do that is in inventory management. They ended the quarter with inventory of $949 million, which is a 16% decline from the second quarter last year. That's significantly improving inventory management. So that's good. They're not holding as much inventory as they used to. For future plans, GameStop, like I mentioned, has a plan to continue 
to improve cost savings and operating profit improvements. The company originally estimated approximately $100 million of increase in profit improvement, but now they say they expect to achieve up to $200 million. So that's definitely pretty good to see that the company is saying that they're going to do better than they initially estimated. That's always good news. So there might be some, some, some light at the end of the tunnel for GameStop. So for future plans, GameStop gives this four, four pillar of strategic plan. And the first thing is to optimize the core. And this is by optimizing effectiveness in product categories, inventory management, adding growing high margin product categories. So that's the first thing. They just want to optimize the, the overall business. The second is they want to become the social and cultural hub for gaming. This is actually pretty cool. I, I, I always thought that right now, companies that have brick and mortars, they do not only need to sell products, right? You can go buy a product from Amazon.com or from any online realtor. Now what you need to do, if you have a brick and mortar, you have to give the customer a reason to come through. So for one, one thing, um, Toys R Us, right? When they closed down, Toys R Us could have had like, like game tryouts or, or video or toys toy lego building competitions they could have done so much of this stuff so now gamestop wants to do the same thing right i don't know if they're going to start hosting tournaments i really do think gamestop should start hosting gaming tournaments or just start showing off maybe maybe having other gamers come and talk have some youtube channel have something going on with each individual store so people would want to come to the store itself they also want to build digital platform they want to do this by including the relaunch of GameStop.com. I did not know they actually stopped GameStop.com. That's pretty pretty crazy that they actually did not have a website. Um, and they're also working on the application and other desires to get to get customers um, more known to the channel. They also want to transform vendor partnerships, which would unlock additional high margin revenue streams and optimize the lifetime and value of every customer. So for future plans, obviously, all these sound great ideas. So for that, we're going to have to give a point to Pool Solo. Unfortunately, we can't know right now if this is the right direction. But it's always good for a company to have a direction to go to. And for that reason, Pool Solo gets that point. So next, we're going to take a look at shareholder return. GameStop used to provide a very healthy, a very healthy dividend for the, comp uh, for the shareholders. As of June 3rd, 2019, they actually eliminated the company's quarterly dividend immediately. And that's obviously for a company that's bleeding money, that's definitely the right thing to do. In my opinion, that was definitely the smartest thing to do. But unfortunately, as a shareholder, that's not something you want to see. Um, GameStop is going to save about 157 last year, last year in the physical 2018, GameStop paid. 157 million in cash dividends so obviously by them start, stop paying cash dividends they're going to be able to use this 150 million dollars to do some other stuff like pay debt or 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 be or able to optimize better cash flow at the moment oh here they say they are unable to reduce debt and provide flexibility as they seek to drive value creation for shareholders some other shareholder return is on june 11 2019 they commenced on the buyback, on the purchase buyback for 12 million shares. 
They ended up buying 12 million shares at market price at uh, $5.20 per share for a total of $62.9 million, including fees and commissions. The share repurchased through the offer were immediately retired. So that's actually a good thing, right? That's a positive shareholder. First, we have the close of dividends. That's a negative. Here they have buyback. It's a positive. And now they remain committed to return excess capital to shareholders when appropriate and have approximately $237 million remaining under the existing share repurchase authorization, which will be balanced in their in the approach and consider additional share repurchase debt reductions and responsibility investing in the business. So, hey, this company can buy back more shares, but I'm pretty sure this company is going to use it to actually pay down its debt. Overall, I'm going to have to give the shareholder return a negative, uh, a negative point. So that's going to be a point to Darth Bear. And the main reason is they canceled that quarterly dividend. They did do a purchase buyback program, but it seems like that was only going to be a one-time thing. It doesn't seem like they're going to do something, something like this again in the near future. Next, we're going to take a look at the debt. They ended the quarter with long-term debt of $419 million versus $819 million at the end of the second quarter of 2018. That's actually a pretty good thing. They decreased their debt by almost 50%, actually by over 50% in a year. Uh, that, to me, is definitely pretty, pretty impressive. On April 4th, 2019, they used cash on hand to pay off the $350 million unsecured senior notes that were due in October 2019. So they no longer have that debt. The next debt they have is the 421, 421 debt of 221 senior nets. So not until 2021. So they still have two years to pay it off. And this, they have 421 debt on that. They, on the first half of 2019, they did repurchase 53.6 million of that, which last same time last year was at 475. Now it's sitting at 421. So this company is definitely paying off its debt and it paid off a huge amount. But for the company to still have such a huge debt amount, I'm still going to give a point to Darth Bear, right? And that, it's not only that they have such a huge amount, they have such a huge loan amount in two years, right? Two years, uh, two years to pay $421 million is definitely not a laughing matter. That's something that they have to, they have to take, take a look at. Next, we're going to take a look at the outlook based on analysis. So here we can see annual earnings per share for 2020. They expect GameStop to do $1.30 of revenue, $1.30 of earnings per share. The following year of 2021, they expect $1.17. So here that's pretty bad, right? We see that they expect GameStop to continue to decrease and we can see revenue estimate. So revenue for this quarter, for this year is supposed to be $7.2 billion. For next year supposed to be, they expect about somewhere between $6.9 billion. So we can see revenues continuing to go down and you don't like to, and one should not want to see a company that continues to go down in earnings per share and revenue. So the company did give some forward statement and they believe that GameStop will provide somewhere between $1.15 to $1.30 and that's compared to the consensus of $1.61 but now we can see they changed their, their, their estimates to now just reach the upper trend of that of what GameStop offered so that $1.30 that's still at least it seems like the company will be resulting 
with some positive earnings per share. So what would I value it at? Um, in the next episode, right, this is part one where I just take a look at the earnings report. In the next episode, we're going to take a look at the financial numbers, and they will help me decide what I would value this company at. So right, right now, we saw this company is definitely going to be losing more money over the next few years. It's going to be losing comparable sales. It still has a huge debt. It has negative shareholder returns with eliminating quarterly dividends. It does have a small buyback program, but not much. It does have a positive look on future plans, which I noted. Uh, it is closing down a huge amount of underperforming stores, which will increase the, the improvement, the profit improvement for the overall company. But we do see comparable sales in all sectors minus collectibles has decreased. And even though collectibles has increased by double digits, the profit margin, the profit value, the gross profit is very minimal. It's only $3, $3 million. So yeah, it's not looking good for GameStop in my opinion. But we'll have to take a look at the episode next time to see what else we can take a look and finally determine what the true price of GameStop would be for me. So take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.